Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. And now joining us on the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line. They are truly steps beyond convenient. You can find him at FO for Football Outsiders underscore A Schatz. Uh, Aaron Schatz uh, does a great job for them. He's also an ESPN insider analyst. Thanks for taking time to talk to us. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, want to start here with uh, a little Dolphins conversation because we, we, football, you know, we, we thought they'd be on the outside of things. I did right not now. expect to be here. Yeah, right? You did not expect. <laughs> I did not expect to be in the place where we're talking about the Miami Dolphins possible playoff team. Right. It, 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 exactly. So so what's what's happening from an analytics perspective? What, what can you give us? Well, I'll tell you the defense, I think, is the most impressive part of this team because they're in our our top 10. I don't think anyone expected that. Uh, they're not, you know, it's not a great pass rush. They're getting some pass rush. Uh, players in the secondary are playing better than they have in the past. I think you've got to give uh, a lot of credit to Vance Joseph for what he's done scheming the defense. Uh, but they've really done it with running and defense. The running game's been great. The passing game is still below average by our numbers. I mean, it's been better in the last few games. It's been better during this winning streak. But Ryan Tannehill was not playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the league or anything close to it. But they're winning with running and defense and a little bit of special teams. And, uh, you know, look, they have the advantage where the AFC West teams are all going to beat up on each other. And there's a really good chance that is going to leave the second wild card spot for Miami. Aaron, you know, uh, we talked after the Patriots game when we were walking out of the stadium and, and going to, you know, look for the, for, the, uh, for the bus that's supposed to take us out there to the parking lot. Um, but, but tell me, what, what do you see as the biggest surprise about the Dolphins since that game? Yeah, didn't think we'd be here <laughs> right. at that point, did we? <laughs> no, we didn't. Neither of us thought um, that. I'll tell you, the player that surprises me the most is Kiko Alonso because coming that game, you were like, oh, my God, this guy has no lateral movement left. I mean, he's just yeah. he's just never coming back from that knee injury, is he? No. But he's played better since then. He's gotten better since then. I mean, that's, you know, the linebackers are mostly, you know, other than Alonso or guys that no one around the league is really knows or, or has heard of and, and yet they're playing well because you have a team that's top 10 in our numbers against the pass, despite the fact that they don't have a great pass rush and they don't have a great secondary, especially with Rashad Jones out, right? That's the other surprise. How does the defense play better without its best player? And yet that's what they're doing. Talking to Aaron Schatz here from Football Outsiders. All right, so the other teams that they're competing with here in the AFC – um, and look, somebody's got to win the South, and somebody's got to win the North, and and we're going to see one of those teams from the North here this week, uh, with with the Ravens. But the teams in the West, how do you handicap that race here down the stretch? Well, I mean, Denver really put them behind uh, with the loss to Kansas City. There's a lot of interesting arguments to be made about whether they should have kicked that field goal 
uh, the, the numbers on expected points added by different plays suggest that that was a mistake, but suggests that without taking into consideration the altitude, right? So that's an easier field goal to hit in Denver than it is around the league. Using numbers from the history of the NFL around the league don't necessarily give you the right answer. But whatever the right decision was, they didn't hit the field goal. And Kansas City did. And that puts them really behind. It makes it very difficult for them to win their division. Now they need a wild card. So, so two weeks ago, our playoff odds were basically about 60% for Kansas City and Denver and 55% for Miami. Now we have Kansas City more like 80% and Denver 40 and Miami's still at about 55 okay. So the Dolphins didn't really improve their lot with a slight win over a bad NFC team, but they watched Denver's lot get a lot worse, and so that means that right now, based on our playoff odds and based on, I believe, the actual standings and tiebreakers, Miami would be in with the second wild card. I mean, Oakland's got a one-game lead on Kansas City, uh, but they've been, you know, about as good as each other for the year. So Oakland's, you know, they've got the one-game lead, so they're favored, but I believe Kansas City has a slightly easier schedule the rest of the way. Aaron, uh, let me ask you about two-point conversions. Um, I believe it was the Pittsburgh-Dallas game, right, where Mike Tomlin went for four of them and, and didn't convert any. They lose 35-30. to 30. Good gamble, bad gamble. I, I, I think that NFL teams convert 50% of them, but you, you get to chasing your tail and chasing those points. That, what, what's your thought on that? What do the numbers tell us? Right. There is that problem where you start chasing the two-point conversion after you miss the two-point conversion. Um, Tomlin, what's interesting is Tomlin has tended to go for two more than other coaches in situations that are not clear go-for-two situations. But he doesn't do it with any kind of pattern or regularity. You never know when he's going to. I think it makes sense. If you have a team that's a much better offense than it is a defense, like Pittsburgh, then it makes sense to go for two more often, especially if you are a team, by the way, that's built to have offense in short yardage situations. If Cam Newton was my quarterback, I would always go for two unless the game situation dictated that it was much, much, much safer to go for one. So I think whether you go for two or one is, depends in part on what the strengths of your team are and what the strengths and weaknesses of your opponent are. Um, and it's hard to tell if there's any pattern in that and in, in, in how Pittsburgh does it. You also can't get all caught up in the idea that you need to catch up with yourself with two-point conversions. It's, it's sort of an interesting idea to go for it on your first touchdown because if you miss it, you just think of yourself as just having kicked two field goals. But then the next time you get a touchdown, maybe it's okay to just have 13 points, not go chasing after the court. Talking to Aaron Schatz here from Football Outsiders. Uh, the Robert Gronkowski injury, we've talked about a little bit here on the show today. Um, they haven't had him the whole season although he's had some dynamic games when he's played. How much does this hurt New England, or does having Martellus Bennett, uh, I mean, diffuse that a little bit? Well, I mean, the offense worked best when they had them both. When you had both of them, what do you do? Even if you have a guy who can cover a tight end, you couldn't cover both of them, right? So it's a loss. When, when, back when they used to have Aaron Hernandez, before it turned out that Aaron Hernandez was an evil, crazy person, <laughs> uh... You know, the offense was not any worse when Hernandez was out, but it was distinctly worse when Gronk was out. So, I mean no disrespect to Martellus Bennett, who's a, a really talented player, but 
he's not Gronk, and more importantly, he's not the two of them together. Uh, so this is a big loss for them. It's hard to think of other players who are not quarterbacks who would have this much of an impact uh, if they went out. Now, the good news for New England is that they have a very high chance of getting the number one seed because the rest of their schedule is, is easy and, uh, you know, they, uh, the Oakland and Kansas City are going to fight each other, and it's very unlikely that those teams will finish ahead of the Patriots. At that point, the Patriots just need to take care of business in one or two playoff games, and the hope is that they get him back, if not for the AFC Championship game, than for the Super Bowl. But it's a loss until then. It makes it more likely they'll lose to Denver. It makes it more likely they'll lose to Miami. Those are the two hard games left on the schedule. I don't think Baltimore is going to be that hard for them because Baltimore's defense is so strong against the run, and the Patriots will be like, okay, we're going to not run the ball at all today, and they'll be fine. Hey, Aaron, um, the read option. A couple of years ago, it looked like it was the hottest, best thing to come into the NFL in a decade. Where is that thing at now? The Dolphins saw a steady dose with Colin Kaepernick. Where, where is it now, and, and is it still a, a successful, uh, good play for a lot of quarterbacks, or the, those quarterbacks capable of, of executing it? I think offenses throw it in as a spice, but there aren't any offenses in the NFL that are really built on it. Um, you know, it'll, it'll be thrown in the most surprising place. Washington ran one, okay? I saw Washington run one against Detroit. That was crazy, right? Kirk Cousins. Right. But they did. They scored a touchdown with the play. So if you, if you sprinkle it in, I think teams have, have learned maybe to defend it if they think that's what you're going to be running over and over again. So for the most part, offenses don't run it over and over again. Chip, Chip Kelly's offense is a lot more staid and boring than we, than we all think it is. But, you know, Seattle uses it as a spice. Cincinnati uses it as a spice. You wouldn't think of Andy Dalton as a guy who runs reductions, but he does. So it's a play that can be useful if you sprinkle it in a little bit, but don't build your whole offense around it. Aaron, we appreciate it again. You can follow him uh, on Twitter at – give it to us again. uh, I have a crazy (laughs) hard-to-spell last name. Uh, It's at F-O underscore A. S-C-H-A-T-Z. There you go. Aaron Schatz. Thank you for taking the time, sir. Thanks, Aaron. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.